This is John Quell Jones. This is Mike Strong with the Indianapolis Colts. Yo, it's your boy Buddy here. This is Jazz the Kid Chisholm. Faye Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged in to 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors. Yeek! All right, man. Who leaked it? Who leaked it? That's where all of this starts. All of the, all of the newsbreakers, the mis- misinformation campaigns, all of that kind of stuff. Plenty, all, plenty of bad information out there. All of the unverified published reports start with the question, who leaked it? Not just who leaked it, who leaked it with all the information. Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the accredited we are finally putting together what has long been our favorite team of all of our sports. Yes, you know this is a Dolphin-centric podcast, but the Bahamas Basketball Federation national team, the perfect team in our estimation that the Bahamas could put together, the best available team, mm-hmm. this is the one that we always wanted to see, and that always started with having the three-headed monster of our three NBA players together. So now we finally have the team that will feature DeAndre Ayton, Buddy Heal, and Kai Jones sharing a court. And I feel like the celebration of all that, all of it got tainted by the fact that the list got leaked early. There is a whole Eric Gordon, is he in, is he out thing that's been dominating everybody's WhatsApp group. And I never thought that the team we wanted to see the most, the story would actually start with a mystery. And that's where we're at right now. Let's put it this way. There's a process, and you know, full disclosure, if you listen to us, I am on the board of the BBF. I do, but I tried, but apparently someone decided to just send a picture of a list that wasn't 100% true, but, um, you know, people get antsy, people get itchy, and they're like, oh, they want to see their names next to big players, like, that's the thing, but there's a process to it. The plan was always to drop it today or tomorrow. That was always the plan. There was never, there was never a a waiver with. All right, so they're supposed to travel on the third, so we usually do it a couple of days before to you know get in the news cycle X Y C. But then all of a sudden over the weekend, I get a message, and now could attest to it. Now I knew everything before. Yeah, and you were the first person I messaged because I know this is not the way this was supposed to happen. So all of these things, just like albums, just like movies. Look, y'all saw what Barbenheimer did when you do the marketing correctly and you release things yeah. the way it's supposed to work. No, that's how it's supposed exactly. to happen. There's a way. Like, it's a it's when you have three NBA players, Buddy Kai, who's already played, and then you're bringing back DeAndre, who last time he played was 2016. You go through the right protocol, the right channels, the right all this stuff. So congratulations. Y'all ruined Aiden's moment. <laughs> and not, I don't feel like it's just his moment, though. I feel like it's the moment for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Federation's moment. It's their moment. It's the team's moment. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are messaging me daily, asking me about Aiden's stuff, what's going to happen. You know, like th- there's a lot of moving parts. It just isn't. And, and, and Bahamians have to get rid of this mindset, thinking that they need the story. They need the story now. There are 19 names on the list. The Bahamian media. Yeah, there are 19 names on the list, right? And you're now disrespecting four names by putting out a list because you think that that's what it is. And then the worst part is, and I'll say, is the Tribune. 
Um, Talk your shit, John. You cannot say that was an official announcement by the Bahamas Basketball Federation. I don't work for them no more. Yeah. No, but I, I'm I'm just saying, like, how could you come out and say this is an official? This is an official release. It was like, no, the official release is on the BBF page. Tell them they're full of shit, John. They are full of shit. <laughs> so- and they ain't getting shit. They done. They if they could go get their own information elsewhere, then they could just keep figuring it out. So the thing about this is right, and for someone that's been privy to information behind the scenes that have that that's known about meetings with influential people in the background, working on I guess the best way you can put it is negotiation. Like people have been busting their ass for years to make this happen. The people on the court have been mm-hmm. the the guys that have gotten us into this position and you have to give them so much credit, but the people behind the scenes, right? And that's who I want to start this podcast with, right? Cuz there's a lot of times I'm in there with you in the room when you're making these phone calls, frantic phone calls. It could be on Zoom, it could just be with one person, but this is uh quite the process for these things to actually come together. And in my mind, this is how it works, right? I feel like you and Moses go on one of those missions where it's like the Expendables or the Little Giants or something where y'all have to like put the ragtag team together and, and they show you going to different locations trying to convince somebody, hey, we're starting this team. We need you on I elite travel better than us. Let's just put it that way. Oh. <laughs> I elite travel better than us when it comes to these national teams, things of what we have to do with the team. How do you get to the point where y'all put this team together? Like, well... Last year, it was simple. After Argentina, Buddy and Kai, you know, in the locker room, for everyone who wants to break news, in the locker room, committed themselves for the foreseeable future. They pretty much said, every summer we have a chance to play, and we're going to play for the Bombers. We've seen where it started. We see where it's going. So both of them committed, like, right there saying, we're there every summer. It ain't no, oh, you know, we got to see how it is. It's like, nah, they're going to be here every summer. Now, that the DeAndre thing... Last year was the contract situation. And last year was, they didn't know if it was getting traded, this, that. So before you move on, let me give some proper context for people that may not know in the situation. So Just go read the Tribune. (laughs) (laughs) If it's the story that I wrote when I was still there, then yes. Anything else, no. But so what happened was, of course, Aiton's contract situation was in flux with Phoenix. There was signing the offer sheet with Indiana. We didn't know exactly where he was going to end up. Ended up staying in Phoenix. But at that point, wasn't no contract signed. There was nothing in ink. So there was a lot of things Mm -hmm. up in the air. People were... And at that point... It's the same thing as the Buddy thing. Buddy and Kai had Bahamas basketball to a point where it was like a fever pitch home. I mean, Mm -hmm. you saw what the gym was like at Bahamar. Like, we hadn't seen that in a very long time. So... People wanted DeAndre to be a part of that because everyone was seeing the possibility of what this team could be for whatever reason, decided not to play. And that brought us to this moment here. Yeah. So, like I said, it was just, and and we always tell people with Bahamas basketball, we're not going to mess with your money because it's your money. I mean, because also Bahamas basketball ain't got got no money. (laughs) So let's just put it out there too. We ain't got no, but it's always like there are players that would be like, yeah, my team doesn't want me to leave because it's like, all right, cool. We'll we'll make it work. We made it work to this point. So it was a lot of meetings. It was a lot of meeting people, meeting DeAndre's people, getting to know them, you know, building relationships, something that a lot of people don't like to do. You got to, 
But that is a very yeah. important part of it. That's that's almost the entirety of what the business is. Like that's it. Rich Paul did not become Rich Paul just because people like his smile. Like you got to build relationships with people to be able to broker yep. deals. That's what it is. It so, ain't that you just smarter than everyone else. I just happened to be in what Arizona for four months, pretty much. Yeah, I just happened to. Yeah, yeah, I just happened to be in Arizona, so it made meeting points a lot easier to be. Because here's the thing, uh, I met um, DeAndre's representation and i remember i told you i didn't want to talk to them on the phone i wanted to meet them in person because you want to meet someone in person so it was a lot of back and forth back and forth of that's how mobsters do deals yeah they're just gauging the federation and with that you got to be an open book with these people like there's no there's no hiding anything they knew from the jump buddy and and kai were playing so you mean to tell me when amu tweet that his sources within the federation he talking about you yeah that's about me <gasps> <laughs> I am that source. <laughs> peek, peek, peek behind the curtain. Yes, yeah. this, this is this is how that's news how it is, is broke. This is how but, these moments are made. So it was probably what three weeks ago when I messaged you. Yeah, and I had the the we got him because they officially like there was a lot of things going on still with DeAndre. Obviously, F- Phoenix. The organization <clears throat> yeah. seems like it's always in flux because you have new ownership coming yep. in with Ishbia. You had the deal for Beal coming in. Chris Paul is out of the door. People were wondering whether Aiton was going to be out mm-hmm. of the door with him. Um, every new owner wants to put their stamp on the team. So a yeah. lot of people didn't know, is DeAndre going to be a part of their plans long term? Exactly. So the good thing is, is when he was ready to commit, like say, yeah, I'm playing. His people called me. His people called me type thing. And I was just like, we just want to let you know. DeAndre is going to play national team this summer. Changing the narrative. Yeah, changing the narrative. And it was just like, you let us know what we can do to try to make. Because the thing is, we want to make this to a big deal. When he had the JA thing, specifically. <laughs> and I go back it was to, so great. Specifically, it was so it was, great. It was the thing where he had already committed behind the scenes. Yeah, but a while ago. You got to remember, people, everything has its own timing. Everything needs its thing. That wasn't the time and place. For that situation, <coughs> Anton. So what? What? Um. What should? What should have happened was here's what y'all should have done, or what they should they what you should have suggested to them they should have done. You saw how Carl Towns made that quick little thirty second video. That was all. Oh, DA needed. no, Da is doing something. Like Da, the thing is, the video isn't done. They're doing the the, the plan was to have the video done today, the to post for tomorrow. Or for tonight. Like, that was the plan. And you could clearly see, like, the messaging in what his team was trying to put out there. Yeah. You had the you had the Nitro P editions with the two flags. The Clear- JA stuff. Clearly, the, the donation to JA. Mm-hmm. He's back home working with Kino and with Raw Talent. He's making himself visible, being a presence. You could tell that this is a structured plan where all of these things are in line mm-hmm. leading up to something. I mean, at least that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. No, and it... That's what that's what it was like. There's a process to it. The thing is, everyone does want to be the first. Everyone wants everyone to be wants to be, Everyone wants to be first, guys. I want I want to give y'all news, guys. I, oh, I have a media company. We, I own a media company. We could do this shit. I could have done the that time if we wanted to. But there's things greater than just having the story. Like, you know how you were just saying we was having them conversation, like, what, a month or two ago? We could have did it then. Yeah. 
We could have did it then. Everything. Literally, I after, literally at that restaurant after you had the meeting, we could have went to all the 10YS platforms and posted DA is playing for the DA national is playing team. for national league. But that's not the point of purpose. See, and this is where, like, I guess people want to say, as a journalist, I want to... As a journalist, sure. But as a human being as well... <laughs> You gotta let them. You gotta understand what the moment is. Hey, like, if DeAndre commits again next year, then that's different. Saying DeAndre's playing this summer because he's done it before. But this is this is the lead up to a 2016 thing where he played when he was 18, average a double double in Central Basket. How many of y'all was there? You know what? And this is an audio medium, so y'all don't see John raising his hand right now because he was there. But maybe maybe this is us not caring about being newsbreakers. Maybe this is us not caring about. Um, journalism. Maybe this is us just not being that interested in having. We know the narrative. The credit to being the first ones. Maybe we just don't care as much about that shit because it at at the end of the day, to what end? Yeah, at the end of the day, you post something and it's wrong. Then what? That's that's the issue. Hey, I know you got to talk to Brent, yeah. but um, but I'm just saying, you you post something, you're wrong. You have, like I said, the whole thing is is they're taking their time off to come here. It needs to be on their terms. It needs to be on their accord. Just like that jersey that Aiden's wearing ain't a Photoshop. I took that photo yesterday. Why? Because you develop relationships with the right people to get these things done. We got to talk about the elephant in the room here before we actually get to the team. We want to talk roster roster construction. We want to talk about our expectations for this. We want to talk about how great Argentina is going to be. We're going to get to all of that. But but the question I think both of us got today more than anything else, and I'm sure what everyone else has been talking about, and this is because of the bad information that was put out there, is the status of Eric Gordon. We had the graphic made up with four of those. Guys, mm-hmm. listen, we wanted this team to have Eric Gordon more than Anyone else? I'm sure the Federation wanted this team to have Eric. Eric Gordon wants more, more than, than anyone, anyone else, else to have Eric on. Eric this himself team. has been talking about this more than just about anyone else. There are reasons why it didn't happen. You got to realize Eric Gordon, Clay Thompson. These are people that have been part of the USA Basketball program. USA Basketball needs to release them for them mm-hmm. to play for another country. Before John not Cole, only that. Before John Cole went to play for Bosnia and Herzegovina, if I pronounce that correctly, I'll just say Bosnia. We had to release her for that to happen because mm-hmm. she was a member of Bahamas Basketball. Yep. So unless USA Basketball does that, all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. We could want Eric Gordon to suit up as much as anyone in the world, but it can't happen. Unless that process is completed. Yeah, and we'll see how much people are listening to this podcast. We, the Federation, cannot put someone on the list they do not have the rights to, which is what you're saying. That's USA it. Basketball. There are protocol, and let's just put it this way if Eric doesn't play for this team, y'all go bring Brent Stubbs for putting that list out. And, and I'm serious because. We're talking to USA Basketball now, and we don't have a bad relationship with them. We just have to go through the procedure to deal with their administrative fees. But if they see it being published. But if they see it being published, if the Bahamas Basketball Federation will publish something like that, they're like, oh, what are they doing? But are I they... see the good, th- the good thing about it is... It's out the there. Feder- no, but the, no, the Federation media. didn't do it. No, the Federation didn't do it. The media, okay, the media could do it. They're saying this, that, but we got to wait till everything is done. 
Fair enough. And the second thing you pointed out on that list as a part of the protocol is a big deal in this, and we can't sugarcoat it. That's probably the biggest deal in this. Administrative fees, you got to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Like, USA Basketball is not going to release Eric Gordon out of the goodness of their heart because they want to see this developing nation become great at basketball. They ain't kill. They want their fees. You got to pay for that. You know, mm-hmm. like how when BPL turn your light off and ain't nothing you could do, you ain't no goodness out of your heart, you got to pay for that. USA Basketball is the same way. So if y'all want to use this podcast as a rallying cry, I don't know if we need to go fund me, contact the right people. But if we want Eric Gordon, which we do, we got to be able to pay those administrative fees to USA Basketball. Because right now, ain't happening. And there's still one more step after that. We can get the release. We could do everything. But we still have to get permission from FIBA to have someone who has played for a national team. But the, the thing is, since we're a developing country, you know, where we're ranked in the world... It only makes sense. And if y'all don't understand or have been through the machinations of this whole FIBA thing, it is a bitch. Like the rules FIBA has in place with this kind of thing, it's ridiculous. It's nothing like the WBC. Baseball is fast and loose and all a dude has to have is a grandparent that was born in a country and... Randy Rosarina could do stuff like just message the president of Mexico and yep. be able to play be for able Mexico. To get, yeah. That can that never happen, happen in FIBA. FIBA is so strict with the way these things are because let's be real. Eric Gordon ain't playing for Team USA no more. They have they literally have no more use for him Mm-mm. in their program. None. None. Look at who they look at who they put in the qualifiers. Look at Look at their select team. But just look at the, the people who got drafted. Like, that's you what I'm saying. Think like, about not it. even the team that's playing. Their no. select team. <laughs> we would love to have players from their select team. They have no more use for Eric Gordon in their program, but he Mm-mm. would mean the world to us. Yep. Thank you. Eric the Gordon USA. has another six years of FIBA basketball with us. Like, simple. And they do not give a shit. Y'all watch Oppenheimer and know the story. Whenever the USA is in the lead, don't matter to them. They could drop down they home and make the, sure. They could keep that lead. <laughs> that's what they do. It's just like... So, so no, that's but, the situation, guys. We want Eric Gordon to be a part of this team. The process has not been completed. Big part of that process is, we ain't got the money. We ain't got the money. That's it. We're trying to figure things out right now. And that's the thing. We're trying to figure things out. And everyone, let's just put it this way. Let's enjoy that we got DeAndre. Let's enjoy that moment. Because last year, no one was thinking about Eric. You see one list with Eric, and now everyone's in a hissy fit, like, where Eric, where Eric, where Eric. Let's enjoy the DeAndre Aiden moment. You know what your problem is? You don't know your people. No, I know my people because they could be asking for LeBron James next. You think your people could be satisfied? Mm-hmm. When has your people ever been satisfied Never. with anything? We have, always want more. We have all three of our Bahamian-born NBA players on this team. I want more. Not only do I want Eric Gordon, I also want Clay. Yeah. Like, check. You know what? I also want the Mobleys. Yeah. Get both of them. Oh, yeah. No, someone came up with me. We should get the Mobleys. I saw it on Facebook. We should get... Only one of them could play. All of them could have their passports. Only one of them could play. Because of an asterisk rule. You get your passport after 16. That's the end of the story. Also, Time- another, also another very important part of this that people do not know. You can have your passport, but it also does not matter. You are limited and how many players, like like John just called it the asterisk rule, you are limited in how many, what officially what's it called, naturalized citizen? Yeah, the naturalized citizen. You are limited in how many of those you can have they on your roster. They named it after some guy who was a jackass, but anyway. So even if you have 12 of those people that have Bahamian connections and have Bahamian passports, still not allowed to have that many of them on your roster. Yeah. That's the way this works. People are like trying to say, we're trying to protect the integrity of the game. 
because overnight countries could change. Yes, overnight, but yeah. how does that make it worse? Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how more countries competing makes it worse. We ain't debating whether Did it's a good or bad. Did you see Nigeria had a white uh, woman on their soccer team? No, but yeah. great. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, I was watching and I said, her parents wasn't born there. Passport. <laughs> Natural. What happened citizen. was her great-grandfather was born there. Nice. Moved to England. And then I guess it got diluted by white people. And then, you know. As these things tend to do. Yeah. But they let her play. They let her. Listen. And she played for England, too. Now, I ain't gonna lie. We have long debated that this is a stupid rule by FIBA. And, oh, I, yeah. and I hate it. I hate it. I wish we could have all of those people. The pipe dream is to have all of that. They pretty much saying you're a second-class citizen. Yes. That's what they're saying. What, now, what we need to do, if y'all want to be real about how this kind of thing should happen, we need to try make sure some more um, NBA players with pregnant wives tend to have late vacations in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of forced deliveries here and there. Maybe some second, third generation NBA players just born, happen to be born here in the Bahamas. But they're changing them laws, so I mean. God damn it. I mean, they're changing all the laws. <sighs> all right. Let's see. Let's get let's get to the actual team. I want to take it back to the moment that you talked about with Buddy and Kai in the locker room making the commitment because with those two, that's where all of this changed. Mm-hmm. Like, well, but Buddy, was, real. Buddy, Buddy was a guy who was Buddy, always a Buddy part of the Buddy was the one who has always been a part, but he changed it really this summer. And the problem that happened with Kai this summer was why he couldn't play in the first window is because he went to go shoot 10 three-pointers in the summer league. Go over 10, you know? Like... <laughs> Before he dunked off Victor, it's like he went and he decided to go to summer league. They played him in one game. You remember me and you were looking at these stats, yeah. And I'm like, wait, why this pipe in this in this thing? Yeah, I mean, none of us none of us were big on the whole summer league thing because I'm like, dog, you. I mean, there's nothing more you're gonna do in summer league, but that's neither here or there. But I think the moments that they made in in that window, getting the Bahamas the furthest that they'd ever been in World Cup qualification. Shout out to Moses. It made people. To, oh, my Shout bro- out to me, my broadcast partner. My dog. <laughs> we were so good at Bahamas games coverage. It made people see the potential of what this team could be, and it took those guys doing it. Like if you watched the Dream Team documentary it took them getting jordan to say to commit for everybody else to be all in Mm -hmm. if you look at the redeem team one it took them getting kobe to be all in to get everyone else to be on board well that's what buddy is for us so for him to always be that guy and for him to have that status host training camp in miami it shows that he was fully invested. Not but just Miami was an adventure. <laughs> not just not just saying it right, but actually actually doing it. Yeah, actually putting the wheels in motion, and that's why I mean, like I, you saw the names I compared him to. He's our Jordan. He's our Kobe. He's Buddy, and him committing and being a part of the program actually literally changed the way Bahamas basketball is probably going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and shout out. I mean, Miami Lakes Hotel was sweet. That was an it's good hotel. Yeah. yeah, it was a sweet hotel, but it's good gym. The thing is, it's like, all right, so you had Buddy and Kai last year, right? What were we lacking? We were lacking the real size that we needed. Dominican Republic has your boy, seven footer. Yeah, that's hard to guard, right? We had we had tall man because Kai is tall man, not big man. No, no, Bomani Jones says yeah. that all the time. Yeah, Kai is a four. Yeah, like at FIBA, he's going to be playing the four. He ain't going to be playing the five. Aiden could be playing the five. Yeah, for sure. Aiden could average 30 and 15. I don't even care what anyone say. This team has to run through Aiden. FIBA's game was inside out. So the thing is, 
once these players all believe that this is the game plan, this is what it's going to, I don't see who beats us. I don't see it. Talk your shit. I've, I've, I've been around Bahamas basketball a long time. So let's actually... Let's and I finally have all three of them. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to post the, you know, immediately what I thought, well, weeks, months ago, really, when we were talking about this, the video of Kamala Harris on the phone with Joe, with Joe Biden when they won. We did it, Joe, and I was going to tag, this is you and Moses. <laughs> That's your phone call when the whole thing finally happened. Because, no, yeah, I did call Moses immediately, and I said, Moses, we're finally going to have it. Well, I messaged you first with the, we did it. Um, yeah, yeah, George yeah. George W. Bush thing. Who was it? George W. Bush? We got him or, or Obama? Obama. That's yeah. after post, post Bin Laden. Yeah, it was we like got we him. got him. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That was a nice feeling. I, I said, but I feel I know why college coaches are happy when they get their player. I mean, it's pretty good. I get it. I get it's it. It's a good feeling. All right. So outside of the NBA guys, I think this roster has exactly <laughs> what you need to have in terms of youth, in terms of veteran leadership, in terms of collegiate players pro players you basically have all of that in the mix i want to look at some of the guards first because point guard is always a spot of contention Mm -hmm. and it has been for us for a while so we got not so excuse me for professional purposes dominic bridgewater you got garvin clark you got tum tum jones still tum tum nairn still in the mix franco miller yeah those are what you're looking at uh at your guard spots who do we think is obviously, I think Tum Tum has to be, that's your veteran leader in this. That's the one who's been in certain situations before. And Franco has a lot of national team experience too. But I think figuring out who gets the bulk of the... But who makes the team, that's the thing, because the team isn't set. Yeah. That's what people have to realize. That's another thing. This team is not set. 12 of these players are going, and the guard... Okay, I can guarantee you three things. Kai, Buddy, and Aiden... Oh, on the team. Yes. Okay. That. Yeah. We should. We should get there before we look at at roster breakdown because you are you are one hundred percent right. Not to put the cart before the horse, but you get a select squad is yeah. what is published. Yeah. Not the final twelve exactly. man roster. So you got you got nine spots to go, right? Now let's go down this list logically. Travis. He's gonna make the team. Kentuan. Ooh, dangerous game we playing. No, we go dangerous. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know. All right, so. Kentuan is going to make the team because those that Travis has a versatility to play the two to the four. Yeah, playing uh, playing at a high level yeah. in France. Kentuan has a versatility to play the three, four, and small ball five, and he could shoot. That's just more shooting to have. Like this team is is perfect for Kentuan to be on it and just hit open shots. So what's that now? That's five people. All right, now we're gonna go. Kino's on the team. Keenum makes the team. Veteran leadership. He's been there before. Haslam. Haslam with minutes. Yeah, he knows how to play the game, and he's not going to get bullied. So now we got six spots left, right? Who else is on that list? Let me think. So Willis is in the air, I would think. There's a lot of position battles here to be had when you look at this. Willis is in. And that position battle is to be had at the 3-4 spot. Yeah. Well, not the guard spot, first of all. But then the three, four spot because I think Rashad had a good season this year, and he's going. I think he should be. A he's going. He's going to be a, a at least a two or three on this team. Like, so that's eight, uh, seven with Willis. You got, but then you have all your guards. So let's just say Willis is 
there's a very there's a few very interesting names on here, and I want okay, so I want to talk about the D one names that are on this list: AJ Store, Sammy Hunter. AJ Store is the biggest dark horse on the team. That's the one I think that can that is change a lot of people's. That's plans. all depending on what happens with Eric. So that's no, inside information. So no, well, it's outside now, John. We're saying it on a podcast. So yeah, no, no, but that is the inside information that's going to be outside. So you're say so you're saying there's still a chance on Eric Gordon if someone comes up with this money and we complete the process. So still a chance on that. But AJ Store, I think if he does play, this will be an opportunity to I think introduce himself to the Bahamian public because I don't think a lot of people one know about him Mm-mm. two know how good he is. Yeah, and he would definitely be able to slide into two, three at the FIBA level because he could shoot the ball. Yeah, the fact that in the Big East, he was putting up major numbers and getting major looks as a freshman at St. John's. To me, AJ is one of those players you got to look at, and he's going to have the talent around him. He's he's a real, real, real dark horse. Let's just put it that way. And then, so if you get that, you're back at the guard battle. Dominic? Yeah, Garvin. The, to me, the guard battle is the biggest one, and you also you also have there's a, a different bigs in the mix as well. Kadim is still in the mix. Chicken Knowles is still in the mix, but I David Nesbitt is still David, in the mix. David is a big one too because that's veteran and yeah, those are those are all names that have been there before. We you know how proficient David is at the FIBA level. Mm-hmm. You need players like that. He he plays bigger than he is, so David's always a great one to have. And then you got Mikey on the list too. Let's not disrespect Mikey being there a long time, but that's way down the asterisk line. Shout out to the Warriors. They were like, "Oh, our video coordinator, yeah, our video, our video coordinator is, is is going to the Olympic well, pre qualifiers." But that's another one who was locked in for years with yep, this program. Yep, like he literally has been there from the beginning. Like if you really think about the beginning of the ascension of Bahamas basketball. Not the beginning of time. No disrespect to the other people. But my thing is, him just being there too on the trip is going to be, you know, he's used to it. He knows these guys. He, he, I mean, he works in the NBA. Let's just put it that way. He knows things. So the final 12 will not be released, will not be made public until... August 13th. August 13th, the day before tip-off. That's when we'll know who your 12 is. That's when we officially put in who the 12 is. We might do it when we get to Argentina on the 11th after Puerto Rico. Um, Because then whoever's flying to Argentina, people are going to know. Yeah. Like, trust me, I've I've already been hit up by uh, someone who works for ESPN Argentina that wants me on their show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Oh, go do that. No, I am doing it. Oh. So they got my number from the league probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> who leaked it dog that's where we started but okay so let's talk about this entire process we did mention training camp in miami this is a huge part i remember buddy was talking about how important that was coach yo was talking about how important it was demarco everybody knows that i don't care how talented this team is you are not just throwing a few of these people together and then making it stick because you're not playing against countries that do that Training camp is so important. They have to be. These are not guys that have played together before. Yes, Buddy and Kai have. Yeah. Was Buddy on the team when Aiden was there in 2016? No. Yeah. Buddy so, was getting drafted. Right. So at that at that point, obviously the situation 
didn't make itself available for him to do that then. So this is the first time these three are going to be sharing the court together. Not going to be an overnight thing. So it does take time figuring out who's going to defer, what sets are we going to what sets are we going to run? All of these things are important. This is why training camp is going to be so critical. And I mean, it's not just about those three, but let's be real. That's the core of what this is. Well, training camp's in Puerto Rico this year, and they're playing your favorite team. I I heard this is an amazing this University of Kansas. An amazing deal for this is this is so great for Bahamas basketball. Yeah. I to wish, be able to get this done. I wish we were doing it here. I wish yeah. we were at Bahamar. That was the original plan, but then Someone comes in and swoops you on your feet. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah, you, you, you could not say no to this. Yeah, unfortunately, to this I'm not going to make um, Puerto Rico because I made some agreements before I found. If I would have known, they would have switched it up. I would have said, man, if y'all, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to Puerto Rico. But yeah, some things were made prior, so I can't go. I'll be in Argentina. But yeah, no, it's going to be a great. It's going to be great for them because they're going to, it's not going to be a hostile environment, but it's a different environment, something they're not used to. That arena will be sold out. Different environments force you to bond. Yeah. Like you have, you have. But I'm talking about just the game time stuff. Yeah. You have, you have no choice but to bond in a different environment. I mean, in Puerto Rico, they all go out anyways because they all know English there. It ain't like, it's it's awesome. But I'm just talking about the basketball aspect of it. If you're in an arena with 15,000 people. You're going to get used to that before we go to wherever the hell we're going to Argentina. It's there is going to be some shit that you're going to have to figure out. Yeah. And that is going and Kansas will be an incredible test to figure yep. that kind of stuff out. Yep. I just hope that they play the fringe players more than our stars. Mm. I I don't care about like buddy and, and in the, them in the first game, I think now this is just me. I I think that I'm gonna do the to twenty I'm, minutes max. I'm gonna do the Mike Greenberg. I have no information. I didn't talk to anybody. This is just me speculating. But I think you go heavy with them three in that first game, just for them more than anything else to get a feel of playing. I've given them other. a half of basketball. I'm not giving them anything more than a half because at the same time, yeah, you want this, but also you want to see the other players you don't you really know. S- you still have to figure out cuts. Yeah. That's the thing. You have to figure out who's playing good, who's stepping up, who's doing this, who's doing that. So, And that's another reason why these games are going to be super competitive because people are literally still playing for roster spots at that point. Yep. But then the thing is, what if we cut Aiden? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing is, you were saying. (laughs) Not him. But no, you got to play the guards. You got to see how the guards go. And... I hope that it's fair enough where the guards get to play. Like you're not putting unequal balanced teams together, I guess, for the on the floor to have like because let's be real. You get um Buddy, Kai, Aiden, and Eric, let's just say when he gets cleared. You throw a Dominic in there, he's gonna look good. You throw a Nato in uh a Tum Tum in there, he's gonna look good. You throw a Franco in there, he's gonna look good. Now if you decide to go like Kino, and this no disrespect to them, Kino, Chicken, David, and then you go a Shaddy and a whatever. You only have one score, so now all of a sudden the point guard is going to look, it's going to look off. So we got to make sure that um, it's fair, and we got to take the best team. That's that's all. It sounds simple enough, but 
you literally have to take the best team available, not the best individual talents, because that does not always get it done. But outside of the big three, well, we finally got a big three, we could say it. Outside of the big three, pick the best team available, not best individual talent. And I think we're going to be all right. Either way, it will be history making. We will be there every step of the way, except in Puerto Rico, because we got some shit we got to do here. But we will be there. We got to make money. Now, if y'all want to give us a GoFundMe for that, <laughs> you're more than welcome to, so, so we could go so, cover in Puerto so Rico. That's, so that's two GoFundMes. We got to start one to get Eric Gordon free, to free Eric Gordon, and then another GoFundMe I for I feel 10 like YS. if we name it Free Eric Gordon, people are going to donate to that. You know what? Let's just do that. <laughs> we're just, gonna, we're just gonna call this episode Free Eric Gordon. That's, that's the way it is. Y'all stay woke.